Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 74. I'm your host, Pamela Roonies. I've been thinking a lot about happiness and gratitude lately. And basically, I don't know how to escape the feeling that immediately supersedes it. I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this before. Um, yeah, it's basically fear. If I feel happy about where I am, I immediately think about how precarious it all is. And then I slip into a sort of ennui about the pointlessness of everything. Like it can get really dark and like ultimately I have all my needs met and I should feel the complete opposite. So yeah, this feels like a distinctly 21st century problem slash first world problem slash privileged white person problem. Um, Yeah, this makes me like resent feeling this way. Like it's some sort of like capitalist trap designed to make me sign up for yoga and subscribe to meditation apps or something. Like when your main struggle in life is about work and creativity i think it's easy to fall into this way of thinking it you know it feels kind of trivial even though art is important and creativity is important it's not the same as like struggling to live so that's why being a professional creative is like a very privileged position to be in and i guess i'm just having a hard time reconciling that privilege with my happiness like i feel guilty in a way like i kind of got away with something you know, and then cue the imposter syndrome. I don't know, maybe like, I think like working on SAD, um, you know, gave me a way to like give back to the creative community and maybe now without it, and I'm like, since I've stepped down from the publishing duties, I'm feeling like, is that all there is? (laughs) Anyway, I have no way out of uh, the hamster wheel of this thinking, and now I'm just rambling, but um, yeah. That's what's been on my mind. (laughs) Anyway, um, I should update you on meeting my long-lost half-brother. So last ep, I mentioned I found out I have a half-brother who lives in Nova Scotia, and I finally met him. Um, It was super wild, and thank God he wasn't a weirdo or anything, just like a normal, chill dude. Um, Yeah, shout out to Brad. I still can't believe I have a brother named Brad because it's like a very... North American sounding name and my whole family has like very Greek names. It's very weird. Anyway, take a DNA test online. The results might shock you. All right, my guest for today is Cameron Spires. Cameron is the writer illustrator of the webcomic Goat to Self, a sometimes relatable, sometimes disturbing four panel comic with around 50,000 followers. He's also a father, copywriter, former truck driver, and high-functioning insomniac. Cameron is currently devising ways to turn his growing side hobby into a bona fide side hustle. Here's my chat with Cameron. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. So, yeah, we, like, know each other. Just full disclosure, mm-hmm. everybody. We are sort of sometimes partners at Rethink because um, they, p- like, pair writers with art directors and designers, and Cam has sort of like a permanent partner but then I'm sort of a floater and they've assigned me to you I'm a polygamist everything yeah there you go yeah I'm like a I don't know slut (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't gonna say all right fine okay (laughs) anyway um so yeah so you're a writer by day you got your side hustle of doing goat to self how did that all start um my comics started as kind of this doodle-a-day um, situation when I was slow. I worked at another agency, and um, we had some downtime, and I was bored. And 
So I started doing these really rough kind of um, scribbles that didn't have a lot of joke structure and didn't have a lot of um, thought to them. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I was just kind of like a fun, like, what if I just did one kind of um, quick sketch a day and threw it up on Instagram and just to make my friends kind of laugh. Mm-hmm. And like you sort of started um, in, in more like the graph design, like drawing world mm-hmm. and then were sort of discovered to be a copywriter. Um, I wasn't discovered to be a copywriter as much as I made that change consciously, but I did go to design school. First, I got a diploma in something called, it was at the time called Interdisciplinary Design Studies, but that was way too much of a mouthful, so they changed it to something else. Right, right, right. I was in that, and then I kind of built a portfolio and then went to um, Kotlin for Graphic Design for Marketing was the name of the program, and did four years of that, got my degree in design. But still felt a little bit shaky about my ability to do mm-hmm. graphic design. Mm-hmm. So um, got an internship with an agency and kind of weaseled my way into being able to do um, writing. Kind of um, just kind of asked for table scraps of copy assignments and then turned that yeah. into like yeah. a career more or less. Well, you must have wowed them. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know about wowing, but it was enough to have them. It was an internship, so it was enough to have them um, bring me back to do some contract work, um, some writing assignments, small ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And exactly. do you feel like, were you sad to like let go of the design stuff and that's kind of why you started the comic? No, no, not at all. I mean, like the, the, the reason that I got into design in the first place was because I felt like I had some... Um, uh, ability to be creative and I had uh, some drawing skills mm, mm-hmm. so it was almost like the the fact that I could draw a little bit got me into graphic design but it wasn't a passion for graphic right, design yeah. I think it was a passion for storytelling and yeah. that thread of storytelling is what connects my copywriting with my uh, with my comics it's mm-hmm. just like how can I express a joke in whether it be through written word or whether it be through drawing yeah so when you started your comic and then was there a po- like what was like the tipping point of it becoming like pretty popular because you have like a lot of followers was there did you get like featured somewhere or did it just ha- really happen slowly over time or was there like one comic that like blew up there was a bit of a snowball effect um which i think is common with with instagram followers and stuff like that like it was really something just for my friends for a long time, probably for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking like I was like 30 people, 30 likes, was mm-hmm. great. I was mm-hmm. happy with that. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of responded to a little bit of a growing audience with putting a little more effort in. And um, and then it did, after maybe uh, two or three years, start to get bigger and then get featured in a few things. Like it was in Design Taxi and then Nine Gag did an article about it. And then, um, as often happens in the internet, some other like content. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what even know what to call them. Yeah. People who like share uh, other scraper, content. content scrapers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that started to happen, and yeah. then it really started to snowball from there. Did has anyone like used any of your stuff like illegally, like printed shirts or like done anything? You I haven't that? seen that, but my most popular comic ever had my name stripped from it and it got memefied where somebody wrote at the bottom it was an it was a comic about um uh a trial uh, a killer whale that was on trial 
for murder, and the <laughs> seal the seal lawyer was asking, uh, "Would you mind telling the court what kind of whale you are?" <laughs> Which of course would incriminate the whale, yeah, right? Yeah. And that one actually went pretty viral, but it got it, the, it's in its most viral state. My name has been ripped off, and somebody has written on it. Um, if I was a if I was a professor of marine biology, I would have this attached to my door. That's funny. Like that. So it's like, I'm like happy that people are spreading it, but I'm like, yeah. did you have to take my name off? Yeah, a bit yeah. shit to yeah, do that. Shit. But what, it happens a lot. What's your favorite comic? Do you re- like, well, you can recount it because that was funny. I was like, do you need the images? Maybe you don't. <laughs> Sometimes you need the images. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, let's see. Um, one of my favorite comics is an inventor and he's just invented something new and his assistant is like what are you going to call it oh my god what did he say it's like i'm going to call it the uh shitty susan or something like that <laughs> <laughs> he's like is everything all right oh i'm sorry no i've got it totally wrong rewind yeah it's the invention of the, the lazy, lazy susan. susan yeah and he says what are you going to call it and he says uh i'm going to call it the lazy susan and then he says is everything all right at home and then it pans wide and you see that all of his other inventions are named after susan insults <laughs> and then you get the idea that it's his wife at home and amazing like there's the bitchy susan and yeah i think that's susan. probably my favorite one poor susan's out there <laughs> now is that like your most popular or like does it correspond with the public's favorite that was a very popular one um i got one that was like number one of reddit of all reddit which was insane wow to me. what yeah, what yeah. was that that was one that i think was very relatable to people where um, there's a young doe-eyed um, piece of broccoli being put into the crisper drawer mm. um, or the vegetable drawer and, and asking like, oh, where, where am I? And there's a, a rotten old piece of vegetable in mm. there that basically tells the young no, no. broccoli that they're... Like good Not luck getting made into anything, because <laughs> oh. of course we all buy vegetables and put them in our door oh. and then never touch them. Well, again. you know what? That's why they started putting windows in them because yeah. you so just forget about it. Remember that you brought you bought asparagus. Literally, my <laughs> husband will buy stuff and I just don't know it's there. Yeah, and then I open it. I was like, oh, we had all this oh, stuff. Damn it! Shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. Remember the vegetables. Is there a uh like thing you would like to achieve or like I don't know blog or like somewhere you'd like your comics to appear like what would feel like you made it or is it like making it into a book or something I have a lot of plans but as you know well mm-hmm. uh, life is busy yeah um, yeah you're also busy. a dad I'm also a dad I've got, got a one child dad. and another child on the way yeah so kind of finding the balance of everything is tough, but I do have, I am starting to like formulate a plan of how I can kind of um, parlay that into maybe something a little more lucrative. Like right now I make little to no money off of it. Yeah. I do accept tips, yeah. but it's yeah. not something that I, like it's not even worth thinking about. It wouldn't just feels it, good. It's like validation. Yeah, cause it's like, oh, you like, like, thank you. It's just a thank you basically. Like wouldn't it change things for you though? A little? if. If I could make money off of it, the yeah. thing with comics is like there are people out there who are just 
huge, you know, like mm-hmm. half a million followers, like big time. Mm-hmm. And why don't you just say a million? I mean, go for it. Because I'm actually picturing certain <laughs> comics in my head. I'm like trying to f- think about how many. 273 followers. 273. And I, I think it's about to be four. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. no, but, but those people, I mean, they have to work damn hard to. Yeah. You know, that's their like, it's like full-time a, thing. They get their Patreon accounts and they do yeah. secret comics. It's a real hustle. It's a real hustle. So I, I'm thinking more in the realm of like diversification and what I can do. Like, can I use the comic as a way to um, drive people to merchandise or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or um, I really want to get into like punch-up writing. Like, yeah. Like punching up other people's scripts. Like the the idea of not having to worry about story structure or yeah. or making sense of things uh, and just only focusing on making the jokes funnier is just a dream to me. It, would that be like you'd just drop everything to do that if you could do that? Oof. It's tough because it's not. (laughs) 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 You can have a dream. I mean, yeah. I I mean, like, ideally, I would love to just have kind of like a whole, um, like, diverse offering of like comedy for the internet age Mm -hmm. that that could Mm -hmm. make me money somehow. But, but I I mean, advertising is fun and, and, you know, yeah, like, so like, ideally, doing both would be great. Yeah, like that. Yeah, what itch does copywriting scratch for you? Like sometimes working in advertising can feel like you're working for the men. What? Sometimes. What? Depends. Advertising? No. Never. <laughs> Never. Sometimes. What scratch does it? I mean, my my whole there's something like very deep inside me that just wants to make people laugh and I think it's probably bubbles up from my middle child syndrome mm. somewhere and mm-hmm. um, I just have always found it to be the most satisfying thing that I can do. Yeah. So um, there are like career aspirations in advertising and copywriting for me but deep down it's like can I make some people laugh? Can I make a joke that lots of people see? It's yeah. the same thing. Copywriting for me is the same thing as a comic. Like, yeah. can I? M- how many people can I make laugh with this? Yeah. And like, if you find something really funny and no one laughs, yeah, does it ruin it, or can you be content with you liking oh, it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've had times when I'm like, you people are crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is hilarious, mm-hmm. and then cut to five minutes later, and you're crying. Well, probably. with the comic, it's <laughs> that's like that's me. That's my own shit. <laughs> with the comic, it's like I I feel that way. Like I can mm-hmm. get a little bit indignant. Like oh, they just don't get it. But then it's like a large audience. So yeah. at some point, you got to be like, well, maybe it's not as funny as I thought it was. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite project from like your advertising side? Um, a favorite project. Yeah, I did something for um, the Ronald McDonald House that I think turned out pretty well. Um, was it funny? It wasn't funny at all, no. Isn't that interesting that that would be? I guess it's like you... If you like actually you look at my portfolio, it's not a lot of comedy. I didn't do any research. <laughs> 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 Literally, that was like the one I didn't click on because I was like, this doesn't look funny. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, no, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's probably like the highest budget. Oh, yeah, that's so exciting. So it feels good. It feels yeah, like yeah, I made yeah. something that, like, yeah. people would be like, oh, you made that? Like, yeah. uh, where other stuff that's kind of funny. There's, like, I don't know, advertising funny. And funny funny it's is a different thing. And, like, I find it hard to um, 
unite the two and the like the later on in my career I'm getting I'm getting more bold where I'll like pitch ideas that I think are funny in a meeting mm-hmm. rather than what you think they would think is funny. Yeah. yeah. And just see what sticks. I think that's though like what makes people good in advertising though cuz in I feel like early on in my career I would do that I would make something that I think my boss would like or the client would like like I wouldn't it wouldn't occur to me that they would see what I saw in the cool thing that I wanted to make. But they, like, a lot of times they do. Mm-hmm. And that's really, like, getting out of your own way. Yeah. And that that does happen, like, as you progress in your career, I find. Totally. And, like, does your creative director trust your ability mm-hmm. to be funny? Even if they're not, like, totally sold on the idea after, like, well, but you, you do have a... Uh, it's a, like a point of view. Kind of I thing. think, like, a good creative director can see different styles and appreciate that someone has something that they don't. Yeah. Like, or at least, I don't know, I try to be that way. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you got that vibe. Like, I can't do that. But I see what you're doing. Or at least, like, okay, go. Let's see what you're going to do with it. Yeah. The idea is alive. Yeah. And it it will be alive until (laughs) until you make it into something. Yeah. And then we'll see. Yeah. Like, show a little faith. I think that's important. How do you... Like, like directing other people. How do I like directing other people? You know, I've, I haven't been an associate creative director for, for very long, so I don't have a lot of experience doing that. How do you? How are you liking it so far? Um, like, I, honestly, it's, hard, it's, huh? it's been. It. I haven't done very much of it yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more of it in the future. I'm really looking forward to it. I think like. There's a little part of me that even wants to be a teacher at some point. So, like, I'm really oh, into it. Interesting. Um, you got I, a lot of goals, my friend. No, too many. <laughs> I have a lot of unfinished projects and yeah. unfinished goals, and it makes me very sad. Uh, does it? It does. It makes me very sad. I I, I, in, for, I do, too, but I always feel like I'll get, I'll get to it. Yeah. And then you talk to other people who don't have goals. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I got a few. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Okay. It's good to have, like, I don't know. I don't ever feel really bored. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that's like. I'm always, like, trying to catch up. I get tired rather than bored. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'll, I'll not be able to do my comic for a bit, or I'll not be able to even think about anything outside of work or outside of family life when those things get heavy. So you don't, do you try to push yourself to someone's kind of schedule with the comic, or no, you just just do whatever you like? I have in the past, but, like, since having my daughter, I'm, it's just, like, when whenever I can do it. Um, I do I do have, like, an hour commute each way mm. so you use that I do use that I use it I can't draw yeah well but I can draft well on the bus yeah so I, I can essentially do all of the work that takes a lot of time while I'm on transit and then and then polish it up and later. then polish it which is the easy part right yeah. that's just like going over lines and stuff like that does it do, do you think of um like your comic like joke first or yeah 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 but um and and in the past, I've thought about it joke only, almost. Right. And, like, how can I translate this written joke uh, into four panels? Yeah. Um, but more recently, I've been thinking more and more about, like, the visual medium itself and, like, have a good facial expression. Like, if I make a comic and I'm, like, proud of the joke and, and it it starts to go over well online, like, I'll go through the comics, the, sorry, the comics, the comments, and... Um, People will be like, oh, that facial expression on the last frame, that that got me. Right, you know? yeah, And I'm like, yeah. oh. This <laughs> there's something to this drawing. There's something to it, right? Yeah. Like, 
where where I, I just kind of wanted to. I think that's how I think it's part of how I started doing it, saying um, I don't care that I'm not like the best at drawing. Mm-hmm. Like if I can just get it on paper, then mm-hmm. there's no expectation. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where that started. And then as I started to like draw more and more and now I can I'm a little bit better at it, I think. And I, and I started to pay more attention to the details, which which can really make a joke land. What do you think takes longer, the drawing or the joke writing? Um, most of the time, it's the drawing. Yeah. Most of the time, the yeah. drawing and the coloring and all of yeah. that stuff. Do you yeah. stress over, like, the colors? And the, do you, like, does it take you a while? Um, no, I make decisions pretty quickly, which will probably annoy you. No, <laughs> that's fine. Hey, whatever. Everyone's got their own speed. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Is there um, a comic out there whose style you really admire? Mm-hmm. There's a lot, actually. Um, Hit us with your best. Extra Fabulous Comics makes me laugh every single time. I don't know who that is. I thought at first you were just going to tell me some Extra Fabulous Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Here are some Extra Fabulous Comics. No, yeah. that's their name. Okay. That's cool, their cool, name. Cool, you cool, should, cool, you cool. should look them up. He's, uh, Check it out. It's just amazing. It's super, super funny. Nice. Will and okay, that's it. Okay. Oh, you want more? Hey, well, uh, maybe tell me another. Just one more. Do you know of a local one? That would be ideal. Oh, a local one. That's a tough one. You know what I found out recently was that um, not a local comic, but somebody who runs a website called Panel Jam, where you can go and um, you can make a comic with other comic artists. Oh, I like love that. That's cool. Yeah, so you can kind of make a panel and somebody else will make a panel. And stuff oh, like and it's like an exquisite corpse of comics. Yeah, and yeah. I was doing a, I was doing like a, an interview with uh, that guy and found out that he lives in Vancouver. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you think that there's like a big community for... I guess so. I mean, there there's that like... Uh, uh, oh my God, Van Calf where there's tons of people. Yeah, yeah. which I should try to get involved. You should, I yeah. yeah, can't believe. I guess you're. I have imposter syndrome in a big way, so I'm like, oh, I, I can't touch, I can't go near like the real comics. You could. It's <laughs> just your medium is so online, so you'd have to make a book. Yeah. Well, you are speaking of books, though. You do want to. You are creating something, not go to self, but a kids book. I am. I am making a kids book. Tell yeah. me about that. Sure. So. Um, that one I'm making with a friend, uh, actually a previous advertising partner of mine and also an illustrator named Grace. She's very talented. Um, we are making a book that's kind of partially for kids, but also partially for uh, new parents. And this, was, this idea was inspired by the fact that I've been reading my daughter books since she was a day old. Like that mm-hmm. was part of our bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a good bedtime routine because there's been research that, is, that have shown that... Um, Babies who get read to end up having like much larger voc- vocabularies. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But for that first year that I was reading to her, she didn't know shit about what I was saying. She had no idea <laughs> what I was talking about. But she loved the pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to make a book where the words were for the parent and the mm. pictures were for the kids. Now, do you have like stats to back up that this won't like confuse? Oh, absolutely not. I have no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Like what I see it is less a literal book for kids and yeah. more uh, like a, a, a book that you would purchase for your 
friend who just had a baby who's like, holy shit, I'm having a baby. Yeah. Because yeah. the words are actually bitching about having a kid. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, R-rated or anything, but it's kind of like... Why won't you go to sleep? Classic... You jerk. Yeah, exactly. Using classic, like, kids' book style to mm. talk about all of the challenges. It doesn't rhyme. Okay. No. I wrote a book. I wrote a kids' book rhyming one time, and I got a lot of feedback that, like... People don't purchase rhyming kids' book often. Really? Yeah, I know the big, like That's the shocking. old big famous ones do, but it's harder to translate, and oh, therefore, like the bottom line drops a little bit. Issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I still wrote. I like I wrote that book knowing that because I fucking love rhyming. Mm. Or have you ever like rapped? No, Pam. Are you sure? I've never rapped. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Have you ever done stand-up comedy? <laughs> Only in a talent show scenario at a previous agency I worked at. And I came in first place. That's good. I came in first place. and I Were the jokes like roasting the people you worked with? I made a point to do half and half because I wanted to like, yeah. yes, give the crowd what they wanted, but also like take a little baby footstep into yeah, yeah, the world yeah. of stand-up comedy. But because I, I do plan on doing it someday when I can just, you know. Yeah be brave enough to do it it's well because so it's scary i know it but it seems like the world of like punch-up writers and stuff like yeah like also a comedian yeah i'll do it something. one day i'll do it yeah. one day i promise you should i will i have a whole like massive google doc full of you do yeah, i do so you ha- you've been working on your set for like years yeah do you have jokes that are like totally irrelevant now <laughs> like about netscape or something yeah exactly yeah <laughs> isn't dial-up annoying well, uh, netscape navigator is what, uh, what's with that noise <laughs> oh boy oh boy um so i asked you to take the adobe creative types quiz yeah i talked about it last episode that i got the adventurer i just like knowing like people i works with like what their type is because then you can see like yeah you know like know where your weaknesses are basically Mm -hmm. so um yeah tell me what you got i got the dreamer okay what does that mean oh boy what was the dreamer um you know some of it i thought to be like very on point and some of it didn't Mm, what didn't feel but I, i also find like those questions, I overthink them, like, super hard. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, what am I? The, like, are you a cabbage or a garbage can? Like, uh, I don't know. First instinct. <laughs> I should have gone first instinct, but instead, like, everything else in my life, I just overthought the hell out of it. Uh-oh. Um, and the only thing that didn't really hit home with me was that it was kind of saying I was a bit of an introvert, mm. which, I'm, which I can be. Like, um, I, I can... I don't do well in big crowds for a long time. Like Maybe you're I, I, an ambivert. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't be in, in either by myself or with other people for too long. I can't yeah. go back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then a lot of it was like really on point too. Yeah. 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 Just kind of, um, oh, I'm trying to think of what it, what it said. I mean, essentially it was uh, very empathetic and, and sympathetic in a way that helps your creativity I found that to be true like I'm, yeah I think like uh, even with comics like making relatable comics depends on me like getting into other people's heads 100%. and be like I bet we all feel that way yeah um, that's where I think comedy comes from period yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. those insights yeah tragedy and, and in time <laughs> yeah tragedy in time yeah yeah I'm actually making um, a website right now called uh, a little bit wrong.com what does that do 
That is so cute. Sorry. What does that do? What does that do? Well, a website <laughs> takes you to different pages <laughs> on the internet. Um, no, I'm, I have this dream of making like T-shirts that um, have um, popular sayings, but they're just a little wrong. Oh, like uh, ESL <laughs> kind of style? Well, not ESL. Not exactly that. Um, I, you know, I'm working on it with a coworker of ours, Jake. Oh, nice. Um, and he put it really well today when we were talking about it as like something that your mom would say something that you like the way your Give mom me would an describe example. something like we have something like a, um, a movie shirt but it's back in the future or uh, <laughs> Houston we are a problem like it's just a little bit yeah, wrong yeah, which yeah. for some reason I find super funny it is funny <laughs> you know what the funny like something that like I can't like I uncontrollably laugh at which yeah. is like very weird and irrational like those um like texts that are wrong you know like miss oh like um uh, like autocorrect text? yeah like yeah 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 like those sites that just show you like bad autocorrect yeah i like will cry it's just weird they're funny but i believe maybe like 20 percent of what i see yeah it's they're just it, too perfect you know? yeah some of them like especially the one the really gross ones to like moms and yeah stuff. like mom are you bringing home the dick like oh i meant to say and it sounds dumb when you repeat <laughs> it but like i can't but it's so funny to me there's something about like just the mistake of it all yeah i don't know but I mean, there, I think the reason that I mentioned a little bit wrong was not to like plug what my plans are in the future, but like you can. But but we were talking about like what makes comedy, and you said what mm-hmm. tragedy plus time. And to, for me, it's like things being a little bit wrong. Yeah. Like that that yeah. to me is like it's not only funny on a T-shirt, but it's also kind of like the it. Uh, I've I've heard comedy described as like you know finding that finding the line. Yeah. Of what's obscene or what's offensive and like dancing on it, but but knowing that your audience is able to accept just putting your toe Mm -hmm. over that line Mm -hmm. it's really hard though these days i mean like well we've seen we were briefly talking about the dave Chappelle special yeah we don't have to like go too far into it but like yeah it's like hard to know where is appropriate like what's funny totally i mean like i don't want to sound like daft like i like some things are quite clear what is funny and what's offensive but like some things are really sort of gray Totally. Especially as like two white people right here, like maybe they're. We- Why did you have to out me? Oh, sorry. As- <laughs> <laughs> You're white, Cam. <laughs> You're white, but like, yeah, like I don't know. You're gonna have blind spots. Everyone's gonna have blind spots, you know. Yeah. <sighs> and I, I've danced on the line a few times, and I've had some things that I put online and and then deleted, mm-hmm. and it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we actually were talking about this right before we walked in the room, like. Um, like I can do my best to assume what will not be offensive to other people, mm-hmm. but sometimes I have to be told. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. because we are dancing on that line of like what what is a little bit wrong because that is what I think causes that kind of uh, inadvertent response we call laughter. Like you you are like oh you did that you said that like I, it, it's a little bit wrong. So I know, but I think some comics would argue that like. If you take all of that away, is it too sanitized? And oh, I mean, absolutely, it is. absolutely it is. Oh, and it's like it's really hard. It's it is a it's a very it's a very difficult thing to dance around. Like, mm-hmm. If I put something up and somebody messages me and they're like, "This is actually hurting me," then then that's that's the line for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. 
because I am a, a straight white male. I don't know. It's uh, so it's hard. very hard to offend me, right? Like, I'm curious what, like, the percentage of, say, someone who had, like, a million followers, like, how do you know? Like, I even think about this with our clients sometimes, you know, like A&W, for instance, like, they get tons of emails, tons. And I mean, like, a, a lot of them are good and just random, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm sure they get a lot of weird ones that are complaints. It's like, when do you, when's the line to listen <laughs> Because yeah. is it one person? Is it like 10 people? Yeah. Is it a ratio from your followers? Like, I, yeah. I, I think I'd find that very, like, stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I have the, no idea. I have not no that idea. I expect you to answer. I have no idea what the answer is. Like, in general, I don't get any comments about this is offensive yeah. or this is not. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, so if I get one comic where You're a couple like, people oh, are like, this, this is kind of bad, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you can't make comedy that's not offensive. People do it all the time. Of course they do. But yeah. just like sometimes if you're trying to be a little risky or whatever, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because that is like, and that's some people's style of comedy, right? <sighs> yeah. It's like, let's dance on that line super hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and, and I don't know what they do. And I, I don't it. know what they, I don't know how they transition into 2019. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you might be canceled <laughs> yeah you might just get canceled yeah and that's yeah. it but some people don't care if they're canceled and some people just go on anyway yeah it's really it's crazy times it, um what like what's a favorite um uh comedy like a movie of yours like what's like your style what would you say is like you as a movie oh god me as a movie i don't know i think Oh, this is so generic, but it would just—I would be remiss not to say *Dumb and Dumber* because I love that movie really? so much. I love that movie. You must have seen it like as a teen, so it's probably like really. Yeah, but not only as a teen, repetitively throughout my right. life, yeah, up yeah. until current day. It's so goofy. <laughs> it's so goofy, but it's absolutely hilarious. Have you watched it recently? Does it hold up? I think it holds up. I haven't watched it recently. I don't know. I challenge you to watch it recently, yeah? and we'll have a conversation. Yeah? And what about *Dumb and Dumber* too? Oh, God, no. 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 There was something magic. I think there was something magic in that first movie. Mm-hmm. That is, it is, like, almost unrepeatable. Were Just, you, like, a huge Jim Carrey guy? Not even. Like, yeah, when I was, like, uh, like a very young man or young boy even, like, yes, I liked Ace Venture and stuff, which, like, would not hold up to me now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that most of his work would not hold up to me now just because it was a different era and yeah. it was for a different audience. It was for, like, yeah. you know. Uh, goofy younger people but Dumb and Dumber I think is hilarious still okay I'll watch it again and we'll we'll see I want you to start your next podcast <laughs> I was wrong uh, Dumb, and right. Dumb and Dumber is where do you hilarious. think like because that was a very specific time in comedy like where do you think it's going oh that's a good good question um, and I think it's very hard to answer based on the stuff we were just talking about where people are still finding their bearings about mm-hmm. what comedy is like that might push it into a like cooler weirder place though like sometimes restrictions as you know are like really good for yeah. creativity yeah giving people a box to play in yeah yeah i mean that's a good point it could it could get to it could get to um like you know like like uh napoleon dynamite oh, so great was not particularly Offensive. I don't think any of their jokes were particularly offensive, but it was like um, a new territory when it came out, at mm-hmm, least. Mm-hmm. Like that was like often repeated or attempted to be repeated after, but like mm-hmm. that, the, 
it was just new to people, like a new laugh, right? Yeah. I'm I'm feeling like I'm just totally dating myself talking about Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Like, I know Cam is good 50 comedy. years old. I don't know if you know <laughs> this. He's not. He's but like, I I was actually listening to um, the podcast, the Rewatch Rewatchables. Do you know? Have you ever heard no. That Where they kind of they watch older movies and they like dissect them in oh. modern day with oh cool they don't like they do they usually do like a little blurb at the beginning about like oh, how does this hold up in certain ways yeah and yeah stuff. but then but then they just kind of go through it and talk about how it's aged in other ways and like is it oh, still that's funny cool. i'd like that. like that but they were talking about the comedies of the mid-2000s which were huge right like comedies and comedy movies in the mid-2000s were huge like yeah uh, like the um, like Wedding Crashers, yeah. Like The Hangover. Oh, it was a big time. It was huge. Yeah. Um, what else? Old school, like. Oh that, yeah, super they were bad. Massive. Super bad. Like those were movies you go and see fun. in the theaters, yeah. and laugh your ass off. Yeah. And when they bring those those movies up again, it's like I don't know if those would play in modern day. Like I think Superbad's so funny. Did you see Booksmart? Oh, so good. I haven't. It's like the female Superbad. It's I even heard, got Jonah Hill's sister. I heard. Um, it was either on a podcast or the radio, like on, this morning while I was coming to work. Oh. Somebody was talking about that. So, funny. so worth watching. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred awesome. percent. Especially because you have a daughter and you're gonna have another daughter, and yes. it's like, I don't know. I gotta teach them to be funny. <laughs> yeah, that. But it's also like about it's like women coming of age instead of like two boys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not that like. Well, no. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, like focused on women and whatever, but it wasn't like. Anything I'd ever seen, like yeah. it doesn't have like the. Was it usual like a female Porky's? <laughs> Maybe no. not that far back. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, it's definitely like a female super bad, but they're like smart instead of kind of dumb. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's funny. I have like I think, like, Hollywood is redoing old premises, mm-hmm. but with females in them, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, mm-hmm. like we just need more. Yeah. Like, I'm down for any funny... I wouldn't say it's a reboot, though. Though I, like, yeah, they are doing... No, but, like, they, like, I can't remember the name of the movie, but they did, like, uh, that basically they made The Hangover, but with all Oh, Girl's Trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. True, 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 true. It's like, here's a premise we know works. Yeah. Let's take it from a perspective that we haven't been doing in the past 50 years, right? I love that. That's new new avenues for humor. That was just a weird, crazy movie. I don't know. Did I like it? It was all right. I did laugh. Yeah. But I, like, I don't know. Did I love it? No, I didn't love it. Yeah, well. It was, like, fine. Yeah. But whatever. But but my point is, like, like we can can steal premises from the past. For sure. But also. And give them a new spin, like a new perspective. New scripts also, because I'm sick of all these reboots. Yes, I agree with you on that point. But, but. It yeah. kind of feels like, man, we've just done everything that we can do. Nope. <laughs> Don't agree. It's like... Okay, aliens, uh, but they're... Uh, I, no, no, no. I've been watching Halt and Catch Fire. Have you ever seen the show? Ugh, it's like the best Netflix show you've never seen. Really? I, this is my second time watching it all the way through. It's so amazing. No, I haven't seen it. It's about like, um, like technology, like Silicon Valley, whatever, like coming up from like making like it's like these people and they like make like one of the first laptops and then they get into like online gaming and then it's like the internet and it's kind of like the invention of all these things through like these startup lenses it's it's so brilliant such a great show oh i want i 
I'm not going to be rude and go on my phone on a podcast, but... You should watch it. It's awesome. Make sure I remember that. But it gets me, like, fired up about... Because, like, you see these characters and they're, like, you know, they couldn't dream of, like, the internet and, like, it starts to happen, you know? like, yeah. And I just feel like there's got to be stuff like that still for us. Yeah. Of course there is. There's going to be. We're mm-hmm. going to, like, teleport or something. Like, something crazy is going to change this world again. It, like and I, then new content. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then we have all these teleportation movies. Yeah. <laughs> Doi. Okay. Um, we ha- already have those. But anyways, um, I'm, we're going to play a game. <laughs> happy or sad. Okay. You're going to say a thing. You're going to say happy or sad. Yeah. Um, speaking of movies, Back to the Future 3. Happy. Three. You like three? Happy. They're all good, but like three is like my least favorite. Fair enough, but I, man, like I was born in 1982. Yeah. Back to the Future is really Not 50. You're not 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael J. Fox was my absolute hero growing up. I know. Up. He was my hero. And I Back to the Future movies yeah. are, they're just. Classic. Three. Yeah. Three, two. Okay. All right. What's your favorite one? Two is my favorite. Where they actually go to the future. Yeah. I'm going to say two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Forced fun, a la <laughs> rethink. <laughs> like, this is, like, where you have to do team building and you, like, go and do something fun. Like, we went to Playland the other week or we'll go, like, lawn bowling. Happy when other people can get on Are, board. Yeah. Too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It can be a really good time. It can be a good time and, like, people just need to, you know. Yeah. I, like, I think it's bit. important that it happens. But at yeah, at first everyone is like stressed because they're they have work to do. Well, we're busy, right? Like yeah, it's, you yeah. Know, maybe midwinter it'll be a little better. Yeah. Oh, we got some fun plan. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. It's a secret. Um, okay. Uh, movies based on comic books. <laughs> movies based on comic books. You know, I really like the last couple of Avengers. I know that's like a lame answer, but I haven't seen any of them. It's just like I don't think it's my thing. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's like a blur of like shooting and fighting. And yeah, I don't fair know enough. You know what? The second to last Avengers movie, though, I felt like was um, a little bit above that. Yeah, had some more plot. Yeah, it made, I, me, it made me feel things. Oh, and another one, the um, the animated Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. That won so many words. I should watch that. It's fucking amazing. I went and saw it in theater by myself because I was like... Wow. Yes, because Dedicated. I had a child. And I'm like, can I just have two hours to go, just to go four and minutes? Yeah. And I went in there and I came home and I was like, oh my God, that was like an artistic masterpiece. Wow. It was great. It was really good. Because I was surprised it was like blowing um, Isle of Dogs out of the water. And I thought... I mean, I didn't see the Spider-Verse thing, but Isle of Dogs was, like, so crazy, like, animation-wise, like, mixing. But it was a bit, a little boring. Like, I, I couldn't really get into it. Yeah. The story wasn't as cool as what, the art, like, the art direction and the craft of it. The craft and the of premise it. even was interesting, but yeah, I saw it on a plane, and I was all high mm. on God knows what because I'm terrified right. of flying, so. I just really love the mix of 2D animation with stop motion and, of course, all of the graphic design touches. I mean, this might be just <laughs> my own yeah. personal bias. Yeah. Probably is. It's an art director's dream. Yeah. F- yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, leashes for kids. 
Uh, leashes for kids. Uh, I think pre-kid, I would have said no. Post-kid, you get whatever it. You, you gotta get fucking it. Fucking do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you would, if you have a runner, like I bet if my mom knew about it, like I would have had a leash. Yeah. Like one time, me and my brother just ran separate directions in a mall. Yeah. And she went after him, and then found me at the bay, and the like cosmetic ladies just had me on their counter yeah. and it was like and you just reeked of like oh yeah ck1 they like did me up you know <laughs> no this was pre-ck1 ck1 when i was like 13 probably when that came out right but anyways um okay and one last one escape rooms in theory yes okay occasionally in practice okay no. have so you've done them i've done them and and you know what i think a it depends on who you're with Right. B, it depends on which ones, because I've been at some that are like a simple premise, like you're a, a detective locked in a, somebody's room and you have to find your way out. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Then there's the ones that are like, you have to go back probably five times to figure it out. It's like, solve this math equation in your head. And I'm right. just like, fuck off. Like, yeah. No. No idea. Don't give me any math. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite? Have you been to... I love them. I go to them a lot. I went to one in Victoria that I really enjoyed. I think it might be defunct now. I also went to Smarty Pants. And um, I don't want to brag, but we uh, got the fastest time to escape <gasps> room. Have you checked your time lately? I haven't. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe you've been dethroned. I'm sure we've been dethroned. <laughs> I'm sure of it. All right. Well, um, thanks for coming to talk with me. Yeah, this has been great. My song choice for today comes from Necking, who you might recognize from our feature on them in the trash issue or from me playing them on episode 60. They're a great local band and one of their members is also a stellar illustrator, Nada Hayek, who you might remember from her amazing portrait of John Waters in the trash issue. Necking have a brand new album out called Cut Your Teeth. It's really worth a listen. Here's the track Big Mouth from Necking.
The Sadcast is produced by myself and Sad Magazine. We record at the Vancouver Public Library, and the intro and interstitial music is by Shamir.